Hey there! Welcome to Imperfectly Pollyanna, a podcast where we have real and honest talk while finding the good in the imperfections, whether in faith, homeschool, health, or overall life. I am your host, Courtney, a faith-filled homeschool mom of two, certified health coach, medical professional, and eternal optimist. Before we begin chatting, I wanted to ask that you help me out and share this episode with someone you love and care about, someone who may need some encouragement or support. Thank you ahead of time, since the way a podcast gets heard is by word of mouth, and I would sure appreciate it. Okay, I have a confession today. In an effort of keeping things real here, I feel that I shouldn't just tell you about past imperfections or struggles, but give you an idea of things I still struggle with. Why? Well, because I care about you and what you're going through. I think it's easy to share our past because we are already past it, right? On the other side of the mountain and all that. The thing about sharing current struggles, well, it leaves me open for being rejected because it is vulnerable. It is confronting an issue head on with others watching. It is taking a chance and allowing you to hear those vulnerable thoughts with the possibility of also sitting on the sidelines to see if I fall flat on my face or not. Yes, I have a confession today, but it's not just a simple thing. It's not an easy statement of something like, I gave in and ate an entire bag of M&Ms today, or someone really made me mad this week and I ended up punching someone. (laughs) Don't worry. Unless I was defending myself, I'm not sure I could follow through with something like that. Though, I will say, I could totally down a bag of M&Ms if in the right hormonal state. Anywho, here we go. I've been reading, texting, and discussing in private conversations about all the current events. I've not posted on social media about it, nor have I gotten into any type of argument over it. Why? Well, partially because by the time I read someone's angry words, I'm too tired to think about a good response. And I also think, will my words really change their mind? We can both agree that 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 answer would be no, right? After all, when has any mind been changed because someone yelled or threatened the other party who disagrees? So, I've kept my mouth shut, for the most part. Besides what I already mentioned, another reason I've been silent is the fear of being looked down on, not being accepted, being thought ill of because of my stance losing friendships that I have cherished for years. I've slowly been taking it all in, reading and watching others respond from all sides and trying to formulate a complete thought about it all. I am an observer by nature. Then my mind becomes jumbled and I can't seem to get it all together in one place. Like my mind jumps from one thing to another and it sort of looks like my yarn ball when I get to the last half of a crochet pattern. But you know what happened? I began praying about my struggles. I told God that I wanted to be loving, but also stand firm when I was supposed to. I also said I needed confirmation of how I should act. I jokingly told someone the other day I was trying to find the balance of being the Jesus who loved the least of these and the Jesus who flipped tables in the temple. (laughs) Then I realized I wasn't actually joking. Without going into too many details, I have had a couple of days recently that had a few confirmations of how I should proceed, including the Sunday sermon. Then, then, today I read these words. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I trying to please people? 
If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Now, do you know where I found that? Galatians 1.10. And guess where it came from? It was during my drive to work this morning and listening to my devotional. I mean, that's just craziness. Does anybody else find those words a bit ironic? In my desire to do the right thing, I have been doing the wrong thing by letting fear control my actions, not wisdom. Sure, I have been making a point of making a habit of looking to God for answers in all this world and its, well, worldliness, but I have ultimately kept my mouth shut because I was afraid of saying the wrong thing. I was afraid of not speaking in love and letting my emotions get the best of me. I didn't want to be the talking point of someone else's passive-aggressive post. So instead of saying the wrong thing, I chose to not say anything at all. Fear is not a command or a mandate. In fact, I am 100% positive that the phrase is actually, fear not. Yep, that's the one. Now, does that mean I just let my mouth run willy-nilly and lead with emotions? Absolutely not. I pray to always lead with love in my words and actions. We have become a society that is both easily offended and afraid of offending. But when we can honestly come from a true place of love, the love that never fails, never gives up, we may still mess up, but we won't truly fail. But the thing is, Love doesn't mean laying down and taking whatever someone throws at you. Love is a force. And because of that love, the love that he has for you, I have to stand and love with force. Because our lives, our children's lives, depend on it. When COVID first made its debut in the U.S., we were all scared. Obviously, people were scared all around the world, but I'm talking specifically about the U.S. because that's where I'm at. Those of us in the medical field had constant updates on protocols, procedures, and faced every shift dealing with the unknown. The unknown of what this monster was, how to treat our patients who had it, and the fear of taking a chance of not only getting it ourselves, but possibly giving it to our families. We have lost count of how many gowns, masks, face shields, and goggles we've gone through. We've stripped down at the door of our home and gone straight to shower at the end of shift. We've quarantined from loved ones. We've dealt with COVID ourselves. Now, 18 months or so later, medical people are losing their jobs. They're being told they don't deserve to have their job because they want to have control over their own medical choices. People have said that they don't want those professionals, the one who worked in the middle of it all, to treat them anymore unless they've been vaccinated. People are wishing for their death. I'm not even kidding. I've seen it with my own eyes. And they're wishing for their death along with anyone else who goes against the flow if they come down with COVID. So-called celebrities have touted on their own platform of quote-unquote free speech that they think unvaccinated human beings who come down with COVID should not get priority of treatment. I'm not here to start a debate on vaccinations. If you want it, that's fine. If you don't, that's also fine. You're a grown adult. Make the decision for yourself and be confident in that decision. But when people are wishing death on others based on their vaccination status, when people want to control who eats, travels, shops based on that status, when there are those in so-called authority threatening to take jobs from hardworking people based on that status, threatening to destroy businesses if they don't comply, what in the world has happened to humanity? Let me tell you a little scenario that I unfortunately have had happen in my EMS career more times than I care to count, along with 
all of my coworkers over the years. I remember being in the middle of a road, watching my coworker work to save a patient's life while their spouse was dead in the seat next to them. Meanwhile, we called in another unit to come to treat and transport the driver of the vehicle that hit them. Do you know what was significant about that driver? They were drunk and would live, despite their decision that night. Then there was the time when a drug addict wanted to kill her unborn child who was due in just a few more months because she would rather do drugs and be promiscuous than care for the innocent life growing in her body. Meanwhile, I was on who knows what round of fertility meds just trying to have one live long enough to hold in my arms. So I totally get the anger over someone else's selfishness or seemingly disregard for others. But guess what? Despite my own personal feelings, I will continue to treat patients the way I have been trained to, even if I completely disagree with their choices or the repercussions of their actions. On the flip side of that, I've been in situations when the scene was not safe. Despite having a patient needing help, I've had to get out of a scene for my own safety and the safety of my partner. Let me tell you, it really stinks, and that's, putting it nicely, to be in position of knowing someone needs your help, but also knowing that you have to remain safe in order to offer it. You know what doesn't stink, though? Getting to go home safely to my family. Being able to pray with my kids before bedtime, whether in person or over FaceTime. What I'm trying to say is that one, it is our job as medical professionals to treat patients regardless of our own personal emotions or opinions. Two, it is my job as a mother and wife to make the best decisions I possibly can for both myself and my kids, regardless of other people's emotions or opinions. And finally, third, it is my duty as a faith-filled human being to serve the Lord with every part of my being as long as I am physically able to. I may have to obey certain laws, like buckling a seatbelt, but ultimately, I must answer to the number one authority, and that is God, the God of Abraham, the God of Moses, the God of Courtney. I'm not trying to preach, but I am saying that when those who are in a worldly position of authority come and try to chip away at your freedom, it should not matter what side of the aisle you are on. You should stand up and not let fear control your words or decisions. One way to try and control someone and force them to do what you want is to use fear as a manipulator. I'm not talking about as simple as those who are in positions of power in this moment, though that could certainly be used as an example. But fear controls so much. If you have ever studied or paid attention to what causes people to become angry, lose their minds, go on rampages, you know, all that, it typically boils down to the underlying cause of fear. Fear of being hurt, fear over trauma they've already experienced, fear of the unknown, fear of failing, fear of rejection, fear, fear, fear. But what have I said before? Fear is a liar. I used to be afraid that I would fail my kids with homeschooling. And full disclosure, there are the rare occasions that I have that sneaky little lying spirit attempt to creep into my ear to get me in that headspace. I used to be afraid that I would never live up to my parents' expectations, to the expectations of the church congregation as being a pastor's kid. I used to be afraid that no matter how hard I prayed, God was somehow not listening, nor did he care enough about my pain. It's easier to give in to fear and doubt that God is even real than to take responsibilities for our actions and put on the full armor of God. 
It's easier to let someone else take the lead and follow the crowd. It's easier to stop thinking for yourself and listen to the darkness. But you know what else is also easy? Loving my kids enough to stand up and fight back. We were not called to sit down, twiddle our thumbs, and take it to the chin. Sure, life happens, and life is hard. Life is full of wrong decisions. But when I hear that they are hoping to have the vaccine available for children ages 5 to 11 by October, my immediate thought wasn't, praise the Lord for the miracle. No, it is, why are we sacrificing our children to be experiments in order to calm our own fears that have been fed to us for almost two years? Like, if I could shout that through the microphone, I just don't want to blow your ears, but just imagine me shouting, I'm in all caps right now, right? Am I saying that COVID is fake? No. I've seen plenty of COVID patients, and it is very much real and awful for many, though not everyone. Do I think God created us to use our brains to think and create and help others in need? Absolutely. But, but, when control groups are not able to be maintained anymore, and animals are dying from having some of the chemicals put in them that are used in an injection? Am I willing to turn my kid over to be experimented on? Nope. Am I willing to be threatened or intimidated to go against every part of my being that is telling me not to make that decision? No, I am not. Do I hope death upon those who choose differently or have different convictions than me? No. Why? Because that is not loving your neighbor. Belittling people, talking down to people, threatening people is not loving your neighbor. Oh my goodness, I keep on seeing that on social media. And frankly, if someone who doesn't even have a relationship with God tries to throw scripture up in your face to challenge you on what you believe or the choices you make, guess what you do? You one, don't talk in the heat of the moment. Two, pray for them and pray for your own heart. Three, walk away. Oh, and FYI, you can totally do the second and third things interchangeably or at the same time. But seriously, they can try to challenge you, but there's no argument to have with someone who doesn't even believe in the God you serve. If you don't serve him, well, that's a whole podcast in itself, but I'll simply say he loves you even when you don't believe in him, even if you doubt he cares, even if You've held years and years of hate, distrust, anger against him. He loves you despite all of that. And the hurt you've experienced, the fear you are living in, does not compare to the unexplainable love he will fill and heal you with if only you are open. He will meet you where you are. There are so many people with opinions out there. There will always be be doubters and naysayers. There will always be conspiracy theories and theories that end up being not so conspiracy. This is not the end of the story. It's not the end of your story. Fear is a liar. Fear is not from the Lord. Even those who mean well, the ones who you've loved, trusted, worked alongside, confided in, those who you've seen as being an authority to listen to. None of them are infallible. We are all imperfect human beings who at any time can make the decision to choose power over people. 
We all run the risk of getting caught up in the chatter and losing the ability to hear our creator. I was thinking on the way to work today and sort of just talking out loud to the Lord. I began telling him how we as humans seem to have a hard time remembering our creator whenever we're going about our daily life stresses. But the thing is, as a daughter, I know my mom and dad. I could be in a crowded room and recognize their voices immediately. If you've ever heard my mom talk, you would totally understand what I'm saying. I could search an entire stadium and recognize their faces in an instant. I have memorized their laughter, the way they choke up with emotions, the sound of my dad as he preaches, and the lightness in my mom's voice when she talks to her sisters on the phone. I know my mom and dad, and they know me. So... To say the human body forgets the true creator, the creator that knew us before we were even born, well, that's not totally true. I believe that deep down in each person, no matter how far gone they are, there is a place that remembers, recognizes. They just may have forgotten who they are for a bit. Like I've said before, it's easy to get caught up in the drama, the confusion, the back and forth chatter in the world. Sometimes... We forget who we are for a bit. Sometimes we forget whose we are for a bit. And when that happens, the fear starts to creep in. Then there's a ripple effect. We begin to make decisions and say things based out of that fear. It shows in the form of anger, threats, careless words. But love. Oh, how love is a force to be reckoned with. When we make decisions with love at the helm, then we remember who we are and whose we are. You are loved. You are chosen. You are a joy to your creator and he has this all in control. The only thing you need to do is trust, which I totally get is really, really hard to do when you can't see the end in sight or you have to blindly go. There used to be a banner in our church with the saying, faith begins where seeing ends. I read it every Sunday as a kid, and it has stuck with me all these years later. Faith and trust go hand in hand. I cannot tell you what to do with your life or your family. I also will not wish anything bad on you for any choice that you make. I did an interview with a friend of mine, Lindsay, several months ago. I believe it was season two. The episode was called By Whose Standards. If you haven't listened to it, I highly encourage you to do so. Even if you did listen to it, go listen to it again. It was so good. I really need to have her back on because... She is on fire for putting the truth out there every single day, no matter what anyone thinks. She said something on her social media recently, and I asked her if I could use a line from her post on my show. Thankfully, she said yes. Now, I'm actually planning to launch a whole other different episode off of this quote another time, but I still feel it's worth mentioning today. She said, I don't fear anyone but God. Joseph kept storehouses. Noah built an ark. Hard times create brave men. So the good news is, the brave men are on the way. They might just be children currently. End her quote. So how true that is. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord by standing up, speaking out, and not giving in to the fears of this world. It doesn't mean we live in a naive state, thinking the Lord will deliver us from our dumb decisions. It doesn't mean we make rash decisions or hold tight to our opinion and just hope that he works it all out in the end. 
This is not the time for weakness, but a time for warriors. It is a time for those who have taken up their cross to follow him, to actually put on the armor and get moving. This whole chaotic world of war, disease, power-hungry politicians is nothing new. It just isn't. But it also isn't going to get any better. It is not a surprise to God. He has given us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. This isn't about COVID or vaccines. It is merely a disguise to divide and conquer, to cause people to make decisions based on fear and intimidation. And if you think this slippery slope won't head in the direction of your beliefs, well, I would simply implore you to spend daily conversation time with God. You are chosen for such a time as this. What are you waiting for? Get out from under the covers and trust that this will all be okay. His grace is sufficient. He will fight for you. Are you going to wade in the water, keeping your eyes on him? Or are you going to panic and look to the side as you drown? I believe in you. So does your creator. Stand up. Speak out. The time is now. Let's go. This is usually the time I give my closing statement, but honestly, I'm going to simply ask one thing from you today. Please share this episode with everyone you love and care about. Share it via text, email, social media, private messages, Instagram stories, carrier pigeon, whatever works for you. If you're not sure how to share it, there should be a share option on the podcast platform you are listening on, or you can go to my Facebook or Instagram pages and share the post for today's episode. You can find me by searching Imperfectly Pollyanna. I do hope you'll continue showing up as we find the good together. Remember, you are loved, and I am so glad you're here. See you next time.